Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hey everyone, it's Steph here again, and welcome back to this episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. Today, I thought we would talk about short fiction, about writing it, about thinking strategically about it, and about publishing it. So, first of all, why write short fiction? And basically the answer is because you find it really fun. You know, as writers, we all have sort of, we have we have different formats and we, we have different genres and, and different types of writing that really appeal to us. And for some people, they just love writing short fiction. They love kind of creating a, you know, a, a, a character and putting them in a situation and, you know, bringing them out of that situation really, really quickly. And they just love the kind of the constraints and, and the fun inherent in this particular method of writing. So that's basically the gist of it. Um, generally speaking, short fiction is, for a, from a career author's point of view, short fiction is unlikely to get you the same results as writing novels. It, you know, it's just for the pure fact that most readers prefer to dive into a novel than to read short fiction. And there are certain genres where it's more popular to have short fiction and, you know, there's a sort of a more more acceptable amount of readers reading short fiction. Yeah, you know, it's more, it's, it's considered more acceptable to read a lot of short fiction and so it's, it, you know, it's more common. Um, you know, science fiction, fantasy, that's, that's one genre. Uh, romance has a lot of novellas, um, so you could say that's another genre. So, you know, there are things like this. But generally speaking, you're sort of always going to be better. It's always more strategic to write longer works, to write novels. In saying that, if you love short fiction, if you enjoy it, there there is a place for it in the world. And you can, you know, you can be successful and it can be certainly part of your career. And we're going to talk a bit about, you know, how to think really strategically about it. First of all, I thought I would define what I'm talking about when I talk about short fiction. Now, there's this thing that floats around on the internet that people quote whenever this comes up, and it's a list that the science fiction writers of America made to kind of define, like specifically define categories of fiction by length. And I think it says that, could be wrong about this, but I think it says that a short story is less than 700, uh, sorry, I think it says that a short story is less than 7,500 words, and then there's like a novelette, which is like 7,000 to 15,000 or something, 20,000, and then there's a novella, which is 20,000 to 40,000, and then there's a novel, which is 40,000 and up. Now, basically, don't listen to this. And the reason I say don't listen to this is because, is, is a number of reasons. Uh, the first reason being that uh, if you are writing short fiction to submit to magazines and anthologies, they will define a short story uh, in a very, you know, 
different magazines and different anthologies will each define the length of a short story in a different way. So some magazines might say short story is less than 5,000 words, you know, so 5,000 words is the upper limit. Some will say less than 7,000, some will say less than 10,000, some might even say less than 20,000 is a short story. So you want to, if you're in a position where you are attempting to sell your short fiction, short stories to um, to various markets, then you need to be paying attention to what those markets say are, you know, is the work out for those things and, and not the sort of arbitrary list. And the second reason I say not to listen to this list is because no one gives a fuck about novelettes. No one knows what a novelette is. Uh, it's not a term I have ever heard anyone talk about outside of this list. So basically... You don't want to be thinking about that. You don't want to be thinking, oh, I'm writing novelettes, because no one uses that. Just, no. Just, the, no. Yeah, just no. There are, t- there are basically two types of short fiction. There are short stories, and there are novellas. And then, obviously, there are novels. The line between what makes a short story, and what makes a novella, and what makes a novel, that is arbitrary, and it shifts. And I'm not going to sit here and put a line in the sand and say, if it's shorter than this, it's a short story. If it's longer than this, it's a novella. Uh, You know, that is going to depend entirely on your situation, on what you're doing with the short fiction, on how readers define it, all that kind of stuff. So basically, let's just go with this. Short story is the shortest type of fiction you can write well. It's flash flash fiction, um, which is always, it's a thousand words or less. Um is the definition of flash fiction, and that's pretty set, I believe. And then there's also something called a drabble, which I believe, someone correct me on this, I believe is a hundred words, uh, and it has to be exactly a hundred words, no more, no less. Uh, so I guess you could say that, you know, and I guess, I mean, there's a sentence, you know, you could tell a story in a sentence, but for the purposes of this episode, you've got a short story, that's the shortest thing. You've got a novella, and a novella is not long enough to be a novel, but it is longer than a short story. And I know that's arbitrary, but sometimes that's life. And then you have a novel. And we sort of generally say that a novel is, you know, for most for most publishers and for most sort of genre definitions, you'd say a novel is roughly 50,000 words or more. And you know, certainly there are novels that are shorter, especially in young adults, you'd probably say 40,000 words or more. Um, and then, of course, you know, middle grade novels are going to be a little bit shorter again. Um, but, you know, so generally, if you're, if you're writing things that are less than 50,000 words, you're probably writing novellas. But mm, you might just be writing short novels. Well, yeah, it depends. It depends. On genre, depends on what you're doing with them, depends on how your readers define. So that's short fiction. So what do you do with short fiction as a writer and as a publisher? Well, you, you have some options. I mean, obviously here I am assuming that you want to publish your short fiction, that you want other people to read it, that you don't just want it to sit on your computer doing nothing. So the things that you can do with it. So obviously you could you could submit it to magazines and anthologies. Now this is very common in certain genres. Um, so thinking particularly of science fiction and fantasy here, 
Now, science fiction and fantasy um, you know, has a very robust uh, short fiction market. Uh, and this is where, you know, this kind of grew out of the, the early days of the genre when you had writers like, even like Edgar Allan Poe, you know, submitting these short stories to uh, to magazines, um, you know, often even serialised fiction. You know, this was very big in, in these genres and it was how a lot of the earlier writers kind of made their careers and made their names. And, and that goes on today, although, you know, I think the novel has definitely eclipsed their short fiction in terms of how people uh, like to consume science fiction, fantasy, and horror. But there are there were a lot of magazines out there that published short fiction, and you know you can submit your work to these magazines. And, and there are certain magazines they call them pro markets or professional markets. And you know if you can get your work into these magazines, uh, you know it really helps you if you want to say, uh, you know, apply for awards or win uh, or. It, you know, find a publisher for your work. You know, it helps you kind of grow, a, you know, a small audience. So that's really useful. And and they pay. You know, so pro magazines pay you know, a certain amount. You might get a few hundred dollars for your story. Some of them even up to, you know, up, up into the thousands for a story. So, you know, that's really good. And then you have what they call semi-pro markets, which aren't quite up to the level of the pro markets, but they will pay you a little bit, maybe, you know, up to a hundred dollars you know, 50 bucks or whatever, uh, and then you have, you know, even smaller markets that might pay you like $5 for a story, and they're not going to have as big an audience, that kind of thing. So you can submit to these magazines, and, and you can also submit to anthologies, which are often published by the magazine publishers or by a publishers themselves, and anthologies are obviously collections of short stories, and they're usually around a specific theme. So there are lots of websites where you can go to where um, it lists calls for anthology submissions and calls for, you know, uh, you know, here's a magazine and this is what we're accepting, this is what we want. Um, so you you know you'll find those um, durotrope.com is the one that I'm really familiar with um, as a listing of um, sort of short story markets um, and novella markets if you will. Uh, so durotrope's the one that I'm familiar with, but there are there are lots and lots of others. Um, I'm sort of out of the loop of this type of publishing because I haven't you know really looked into it for. 15 years but I know it's still I know it's still going really really strong and I know that you can find you know you can find the stuff out there so that's one thing that you can do with short fiction um other things that you can do if you're self-publishing you you know there are a few options here so obviously you can publish short fiction as it is you can publish it exactly the same way that you would publish a yeah, um, publish a novel. You, you know, you get a fancy cover. Um, you write a blurb. You stick it up on Amazon, and you, you put it in categories. You use keywords, um, and you you know, you do the thing. So you know that is certainly a way that you can you know you can publish a short fiction, and you will end up with a published piece of work. However, this may not be the best, the, the most strategic way to think about short fiction, especially if you're just writing random short stories and throwing them up there. Um, I, I think, always think as an author we can, you know, especially if we're trying to make a career out of this, we can think really strategically about how we use our time and the types of stories we want to tell. So if you're doing short, short fiction, some of the things that you can do. Um, so I like to, first of all, I want to 
caveat this by saying that I'm not really a short fiction writer myself. I am a wordy bitch. And so, when I, you know, the few times that I try to write short fiction, it does not turn out very well. I am a, do not work very well on an upper word count limit. If someone says to me, you have 5,000 words to tell the story, I'm going to tell it in 10,000 words. And, you know, if I say I'm going to write this little novella for this um, series and it's going to, you know, it's going to be 10,000 words and nothing more, it's going to be 35,000 words. And so I'm not very good at writing short fiction. It's not really, uh, you know, it's not really where my talents lie. I like a, I like a long book to tell a, to tell a big story and get really meaty and in-depth. Um, but, you know, just because that is that is me, it does not mean that is you. And a lot of people really love short fiction. They, you know, they, it's really where their talent is with writing. So, talk about that. So, so one thing that I like to do with short fiction is I, I don't like to really publish it as its own thing. And I, I've experimented with this a bit and I haven't really found it very valuable. But where it is really valuable is for bonus content. Now this only this only works particularly well because um, I have tried it with bonus content that is just like sign up to my newsletter and you get a free short story. But the short story is not connected to anything. And I find that does not work as well as sign up to my newsletter and get a free prequel novella get a free short story set in this world or you know getting free bonus scenes now i personally you know i found for my audience bonus scenes and in particular alternative point of view scenes so a scene from the book rewritten from another character's point of view i find that that's what my readers prefer over bonus short fiction uh, and so that's what I do, and also I find it easier to do, so that's what I do. Uh, but I have done sort of bonus short stories before, and also just because that's what my audience likes doesn't mean that's what your audience will prefer. Uh, so one thing that you can do with, um, with short stories is obviously you can create them as bonus content for novel, you know, novel series that you've already done. Um, and so this... Yeah, so you, what can you, you do with bonus content? So as I've said before, one of the things that we authors love to do with bonus content is use it to entice readers to sign up to our newsletters. And, you know, this obviously works much better if the bonus content relates to uh, your, a series that those readers have just read. So that's one thing that you can do. Um, and... You know, in terms of bonus short stories, the most common things that you'll see is a, is a prequel. So it's a prequel short story of something that's happened in the series before the series actually started. Um, a good example is uh, author I absolutely love, um, Eva Chase. Um, she's got a series called The Witch's Consorts, um, which is about a, a girl who kind of returns to her ancestral home. It's a bit gothy, which is why I love it. Ancestral home, and then there's her sort of five friends from, you know, five male friends from childhood, from her childhood, who um, her father, I think, I'm trying to remember the book, her father sent them away after something happened, and so they were all separated, then she comes home, and Eva made a bonus short, a bonus prequel short story, which was about um, that that childhood event that separated them all. 
And so that was really clever because we, we'd read about this event in in the book itself, and now we got to see, in, you know, if we joined the newsletter, we got the bonus, we got to see that actually happened, that actually play out for us. And because we already read the books, we're super invested in that, so we're more likely to download it, we're more likely to read it. Uh, so prequel novellas are quite good. The other thing that's quite good for this is um, side characters. So, you know, if there's a character in the story that readers really, you know, that you think would be really fun, you could do a little short story uh, about that character in one of their adventures. Um, sort of less popular, I think, uh, short stories or novellas which focus on events after the book is finished. And that this is because, you know, generally speaking, the self-publishers, we're publishing uh, fiction as, uh, you know, as a series with cliffhangers, so we don't have books that go after that, unless we're writing romance and we're writing bonus epilogues, which is a good idea, you know, just babies, you know, more pregnancy, that kind of thing. Bonus epilogues are good, uh, but don't call them a bonus epilogue, call it a short story, um, a, you know, a bonus short story, because readers don't like hearing that there's an epilogue that's not in the book themselves. So it's a bit of, bit of an aside, but yes, so bonus content, that's one thing that you can do. Uh, you can also... Uh, if you love to write a lot of bonus content, you could also simply use bonus content as newsletter content. So you can send out a bonus scene, or you know you can send out a short story, and you know just to your newsletter, just because you can break up a short story or a bonus novella into short sections, and you can send it out to your newsletter a section a week. Um, this. This is really awesome, you know, it really encourages readers to open the newsletters, um, but obviously you might have to do a little fandangling because what always happens when you do this is you get a lot of readers emailing you saying, help, I didn't get the last newsletter, or I only just joined and now I'm like halfway through the story and I don't know what's happened. So each week you're going to really, the best idea is to really have some kind of link that links to the um, the previous installments of the story and you know, you're going to have to add the new installment every week and it starts to get, you know, it, it can be a bit of an admin nightmare. So this is one thing to think about. Um, and it, again, uh, another thing that you can do with this bonus content is you can submit it to anthologies. So self-publishing self anthologies are a little bit different, I guess, to uh, anthologies done by publishers. Um, so the the goal of self-publishing anthologies is to really pull new readers into your best-selling series. And one way to do that is to write short fiction or novellas, um, which are the more common things that we'll see in anthologies, that are set in the same worlds or use the same characters. So for example, I have got my Nevermore Bookshop Mystery series, um, which is a series of novels with, uh, you know, in each novel is a, is a murder mystery. If I were going to go into a, a an anthology, um, I would probably go into a novella anthology, and I would write a novella which was a smaller mystery with those characters set in that world, and then I would encourage the readers of the anthology to start at book one in my mystery series. So that's the kind of 
the kind of way we think strategically about writing short fiction is we connect short fiction to a wider to, you know to a wider series to a wider world and that series doesn't even necessarily have to be a novel series you know if you you write a, a series of novellas which is completely legit thing to do you know you can still then branch off with different kinds of bonus content so uh, another thing that's really useful to think about is actually creating your own box sets of bonus content. Um, often authors find that if they do a lot of this type of you know work where they, they write little bonus scenes for their newsletters and they write them for anthologies and all this kind of stuff, that they actually end up with a lot of bonus content for a particular series. And so one thing that you can do with that is you can actually collect that bonus content together and put it in your own box set. If your series is really popular, so obviously these box sets are only going to appeal to fans of a series. So you need to only really be doing this for a really popular series. But it's a really great way to actually earn you know, earn money from this bonus content that you've created, probably well after you've used it for all the things that you were going to use it for. So it's a really cool idea, and I borrowed that off of um, the author A.L. Jackson, who has these little bonus collections, about 40,000 words of bonus content in each collection, she said, that she's done for her most popular series. So it's really cool. Um, other uses for short fiction. A lot of authors who are on uh, platforms like Patreon, they will use uh, you know they will use those platforms to send out short fiction to their their subscribers. Uh, Cameron Hurley, who is a science fiction speculative fiction writer, this is what she uses her Patreon for. So I think once a month she sends out a short short fiction on the Patreon, and then every twelve months or so she will collect the fiction from that year and put it into a, you know, her own anthology collection and then she will sell the collections um, as you know as a self-published work and so this is a way that she can create an additional income stream but then her patreon subscribers get that content before you know, before the rest of the world it's really cool um yeah, so, and then of course the other thing to think about, so th this is more thinking about short fiction as, uh, as part of a wider novel strategy. Now what if you don't want to write novels at all? I know, it's radical, but what if you, what if you aren't writing novels? What if you just want to write short fiction? Well, I still think that it's very important to be strategic about that and, and the, the, the rules, if they were, I don't like the word rules, but the, the guidelines for creating you know, a successful self-published career still apply the same to shorter fiction as they do for novels. So this means writing in series, using cliffhangers, writing in the same worlds, um, you know, thinking about really strong covers, really strong blurbs, all that stuff still applies with short fiction. And so this is where in some ways, it, you know, it's important to note that novel writers have some advantages. You know, so for example, if you are right publishing short fiction, you may be publishing five times as many books as, an, as a novelist every year because your fiction is shorter. But you're going to have to pay for covers for all of those works, and you're not going to earn as much 
and you know if you're in Kindle Unlimited you're gonna earn sweet FA, sweet Fanny Adams on the page reads because the book is so short. Uh, so you know that's that's one important disadvantage to note. Um, and obviously the second disadvantage to note is simply the fact that readers are going to be less likely to purchase short fiction. It's, it's a bigger hurdle to get them to invest in short, shorter work that's published in this way because they like they like a bit of value for money and they they you know they they do look at the page count of the ebooks that they read and they go oh well you know I don't want to pay 2.99 for that or whatever but some will and sometimes the audience that you build is enough that you can do really well so as I said important to think strategically about your short fiction no matter how you're doing it so thinking about things like serializing a story. So writing serials is, it's, a lot of people talk about how, how the format is very different from writing novels and it's and not just chopping up a novel into pieces. To a certain extent, I kind of think it's the same. Uh, and uh, you know, I know that's a bit radical, but um, you know, the things that make a good serial are the things that make a really compelling novel series at the same time. You know, really compelling characters, um, using cliffhangers and building tension to drive people to to turn the page. That's what we're really looking for in a serial. And you know, if you're doing a serial, each instalment of a serial should end on a mega mega cliffhanger. You are thinking about this like binging you know like binging a popular tv series you want people to, to go oh my god i need the next thing right now and you want to be able to to, to link the, the book to the next book asap you know just like a novel series so you know you're just writing it shorter so that's what you really want to be thinking about um yeah so <laughs> so serializing fiction lots of cliffhangers um the big thing with serials, really, if you're doing them, is to set yourself a schedule and to stick to that schedule. So, you know, so make it really clear to readers that they can expect a new episode of the serial once a week or once a fortnight. That's probably, you could do once a month, but really, you know, if I were you, I would be going, I'd be going shorter than that. You know, you want that, them to really feel like they can really binge this thing. Uh, and then again most authors who self-publish serial fiction in this way they find that they make the majority of their income when they actually package up serials into uh, box sets and collections uh, and so that's important to remember as well is that you really want to be making box sets and collections an important part of your serial strategy so that's one thing um, the other thing is to re look really, really carefully at how other authors in your genre are succeeding with short fiction and you know who exactly is the audience for the short fiction and what are they after. So in romance, there is a, a very specific sub-niche of people who want short fiction and it's very specific what they're after. And there are authors who are top 100 authors on Amazon who specifically cater to this sub-niche of people. And so, you know, so I'll tell you a little bit about that. So this is a market of people who want a really short, romantic, but very high heat read. 
and they want that so that they can read it on the commute before they get to work in the morning. It's it, you know they want twenty thousand words or less, really really short, um, and it's going to have lots of sex in it. It's going to be a very specific kink is not the, quite the right word, but it's very close. You know, a very specific itch that this book is going to be scratching. So, you know, a lot of them are kind of quite, sort of like an age gap, like quite a young heroine with an older, um, an older hero, um, who, you know, might be their, their boss or something like that. They're, they're usually contemporary romance, they're usually MF romance, although there's also a big market for um, LGBT uh, Q romance in these in, in this sort of short fiction category, but they, you know, the key is that they're they're really high heat. Um, you know, they can often have elements of elements of kink in them. They they scratch a really specific itch. They end with a happy ending, um, and they 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 are sexy. They are almost erotica, but what they actually are is just a you know erotic romance. So they have the romance beats, you know, that happily, happily ever after, um, you know, that romantic relationship. So, you know, so that is a short fiction market. And if you're a romance writer, it's, you know, and you want to write short fiction, it's really important to see where these sub-niches are, so that you can make, you know, important decisions about the type of fiction you want to write, you know, so for example, if you're a romance writer and you want to write short, sweet romances without this, without the heat at all, you might not find that there's really a market for that, but so, you know, doing your research helps you to see, well, you know, if I want to go short, I need to, this is what I need to do. Yeah, so I think really it's just important to be very strategic. Now, I often get asked about pricing short fiction, and, you know, people agonise over this, but really it's quite simple. Just, you know, you should price your short fiction slightly less than you price your novels. And what, you know, what you don't, the reason for this is, is a couple of reasons. One is you want readers to feel as though they're getting a little bonus thing, uh, and they don't have to pay very much for it. You don't want it to be a... Uh, you know, an agonizing decision that they have to make. Um, so you just want them to go, oh, 99 cents for a short story in this world that I love. Yep, hell yes, plonk it in. That's what you want. Um, that applies really to authors who are mixing short fiction in with their, you know, with their longer fiction. So, you know, just make sure you price your shorts lower than dollars. Uh, but, you know, also, the same token, value your work. So, I personally don't like to price anything at 99 cents anymore. Um, used to be more of a strategy that, um, that authors employed, but nowadays I think it's important to try and, yeah, I try to make 99 cents a, a promotional pricing uh, only strategy. So I price my my novels three ninety nine four ninety nine. I think I've got a couple at five ninety nine, and I always price novellas uh, at two ninety nine. I don't have very many, but when I do, that's what they're priced at. Um, you know, obviously look at what other people in your genre are pricing at. You know, a lot of these high heat romance uh, novellas. Uh, 99 cents, uh, and that's all about getting those Kindle Unlimited reads. 
so you know there's different trends and different genres you know that's basically it's basically the gist of it <laughs> it's basically the gist of it uh and then uh, it was just one other thing i wanted to talk about which was about um you know about why another reason why authors might write short fiction was that you know it's often talked about you know some authors love to write short fiction novellas or short stories as a way to kind of spread out releases over the year and the theory behind this is that again generally speaking you're always going to do better with novellas than you are with um what's i saying you're always going to do better with novels than you are with novellas and than you are with short stories it's just generally speaking people want novels but if you are facing a year where you might only put out two novels in the year and you want to be a kind of author that publishes more often than that, you may find it easier to publish two novels and then in between those novels you publish three or four novellas in the same world. And you may be able to do that, but you can't, for instance, write another novel. And so you know again this is a way that authors like to spread out releases across a year you know if you can do six novels a year and then in between those novels you can write like a short novella that's 12 releases um, versus just writing those six novels sometimes i would say often it's better to scrap the shorter things and to just focus on the novels but some authors that's not that's not what they dig uh, you know they want to write these short stories they love it and in that case this can be a really good strategy um, because you know your novella release is not going to hit as high as a, as a novel release but it is going to give you a new release spike it's going to help bring in new readers to your series and your world it's you know it's all good new releases are good no matter what they're in so yeah so that was my podcast about writing and publishing short fiction now there are you know there's probably a lot of craft tips around writing short fiction that you know that we can talk about and i might talk about those in a later episode but to be honest writing short is not really my strong point personally i can market the stuff you know i know a few, i know a few things about marketing it but uh i can't you know i suck at writing it um uh back in 2019 i wrote uh, you know i said to myself this is the year i'm going to write a christmas novella and christmas novellas are pretty popular in romance and i said i'm going to write christmas novella in the nevermore bookshop mystery series i'm going to write 10,000 words maybe 15 but that's it it's going to be super short it's going to take me like a week to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nah it is 35,000 words, like my novella. It's basically half of a novel. Um, I could probably just call it a novel in the series. Um, it, yeah, it took me like three weeks. Uh, yeah, it, it was not fast. It was not quick. Um, it was fun. It's heaps of fun. Uh, and then I probably made a mistake a bit with that with that novella because I called the novella 3.5 in the series. So it's you know so it fits in between book three and book four in the in the series what i should have done was just called it book four in the series uh and you know it's book four but it's half the size and that's perfectly fine that's what i should have done uh 
but I didn't. And so what that means is that that novella is left off of the series page on Amazon because it doesn't, you can't, I can't, doesn't have the number that fits in the series. And so it is read significantly less than the other books in the series because even though I link to it in the back of the books and I tell people about it all the time and I promote the heck out of it at Christmas time, uh, people just miss it. They don't know it exists. And so that's really, you know, so that's the thing to think about, you know, is, you know, if you're writing novellas as companions to a series, um, you know, just remember that some readers won't find them unless they're actually part of the series or you make it like a new series, you know, like a novella series, all these kind of things. So much to think about. So anyway, I am not the short fiction expert, but I hope you've enjoyed my few tips about writing and publishing short fiction. Uh, I can't wait to see what you come up with. That's all for me today. Happy publishing!